This is my story. 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 This is our story. Welcome to the Miami Valley City Saints podcast. I am your host, Hunter Wilshire, coming at you every week with message breakdowns and guest interviews. This is your resource for deep dives and seeing God's work in the Miami Valley. May this podcast inform and inspire you that you may go out and love this valley. Good day, good evening, and good night, friends, family, and city saints. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I've got my lovely, amazing, beautiful wife, uh, who always doesn't force me to say those types of things. Uh, Alyssa, Alyssa, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, thanks. Yeah? yeah. Just, just got out of uh, house church, a uh, little bit smaller of a group, but it's a new year. Definitely understand the holidays and everything. Uh, but I think before we get into kind of the nitty gritty, the meat of the podcast, we can go around in our two-man circle and uh, do what we're praising God for today. So I'll start with you, Alyssa. What are you praising God for today? I am praising God today for being um, provider. Just thinking over, you know, obviously with the new year, thinking over um, just all the things that have happened within the year and um, just how, you know, we've been so blessed with just everything really and um you know financially emotionally physically spiritually and um god has definitely provided um that for us so i just uh just been thinking about him being the provider thanking him for that today amen i'm praising god for um that he is mindful of us i or you can look at uh that he uh pays attention to us, that he cares about what we think. The fact that the God of the universe, the creator of everything, uh, cares to even listen to uh, someone like me. Um, And just like what you were saying over the course of this year, thinking back, and I'm not really big into uh, making New Year's resolutions or anything. And in the last podcast, I kind of alluded to my next uh, year's kind of resolution. but uh, just thinking about uh, how much God has blessed us and the fact that he listens to me, that he cares about what I, the inputs I have. He cares about hearing from me. He wants to have a relationship with me. And uh, just how that informs me walking into this new uh, and exciting time, I guess, in our lives, uh, becoming parents and everything here very shortly, um, which also just to let everyone know in the podcast, when when our little one, little Zeke, comes into the world, I'm going to take a uh, two-week siesta from the podcast uh, just to have time with Alyssa, uh, that we can just spend that time getting into a rhythm, hopefully, uh, probably failing pretty good at it. But um, just asking also, just you listeners, just to be praying for us. My, my job doesn't have really any paternity leave, so um, I'm really I'm just going to have to use one week of my vacation for next year when he comes into the world. Uh, so we're just not going to have a whole lot of time. Thankfully, we have uh, Alyssa's mom and my mom that are going to be tagging along and helping us when I'm at work and stuff like that for the first few weeks. 
uh, but just be praying for us through this new and exciting transition. I guess I'm going to go with exciting, um, <laughs> mostly stressful from my perspective right now. Um, and that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, I hear a lot, uh, especially going into uh, this new and exciting time, I guess. I'm going to keep, probably going to keep saying that, but I don't want to keep saying that, I guess. But whatever. As we're going into this time in our life, me and Alyssa have had the opportunity uh, to hear from a lot of people. Like, it seems like whenever you're starting to get to the end of pregnancy and stuff, particularly around women and stuff, I've noticed when you notice the baby bump and you can tell it's going to happen. <laughs> everybody's got some wise thing that they want you to know about when the baby comes and everything like that. And you hear a whole lot about like post labor life. Um, <laughs> and you hear a lot about like all those different Advice. things, but it doesn't seem to me, at least I, I haven't heard a whole lot of conversation around pre labor life, like leading up to, I mean, you hear about the discomfort that women experience and, uh, the cravings and all those different things that people like to talk about uh, during pregnancy. But I think uh, it would do both of us some good to kind of just talk about where we're at right now. But I also think it could inform you listeners um, just along the lines. I don't know uh, age groups. I know quite a few people uh, in the church that have already had children listen to this podcast, but maybe one of the listeners today hasn't or Maybe it's just entertaining to listen to our struggles in, in, a, in a slightly comedic fashion. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I guess that's kind of where I want to start today is uh, maybe start with where you're at right now. And I think uh, it would do well for both of us to just kind of talk about a little, of our, little bit of our background when it comes to families, when it comes to babies, when it comes to how we were raised up in the faith, things like that. I haven't actually interviewed you, Alyssa, yet. So I think in, a, <laughs> in some way, shape or form, we should talk about that a little bit because I think it really informs our approach to parenthood and just where we're at right now mentally with everything that's going on. So okay. I'll start with you. Um, just talk about a little bit of your background and everything like that. Okay. Well, I grew up... Um with uh, both parents and they're still together um, over 40 years now. And um, we grow up going to church every Sunday, you know, and I was part of a local youth ministry. Um, once I got old enough, you know, middle school, high school range. Yeah, and what, what denomination um, were you a part of? So I grew up Presbyterian. Um, some people call that the, um, quote unquote, frozen chosen, <laughs> um, they like to call, they're very structured, um, which I guess I didn't really know that much of a difference, um, growing up. Cause you know, that's what I was accustomed to. Uh, so we would go into church every week and we would have a bulletin. So it would lay out literally everything, um, you know, welcome and who did the welcoming and who would be reading the scripture. And, you know, if we had special music, who was doing special music. Almost down to the, move, oh, the yeah. minute. Oh, yeah. At 10, oh, 15, for sure. you can expect to hear the children's choir playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was very, very, very structured, which I guess in a way I kind of appreciated that at first. And then, you know, once I got older, I realized like there's more than just that structure, like you can allow the Holy Spirit to move and everything. Um, I won't get into that into detail, but yeah, once I, once I found out, you know, going to a Wesleyan school, but I was going to a, uh, for college, 
Um, I went to Indiana Wesleyan, but then I was also going to a Baptist church while I was there. So it was like a lot of different denominations going on and everything and just trying to figure out where I stood, you know, with my faith and what the difference was in doctrine and everything. And um, came down to, you know, basically we're all worship one God and um, it should just be unified, you know? Yeah. So, and that's kind of also going into what we've been working with, with the until unity um, every week. So yeah, just trying to say that in a nutshell um, <laughs> without going into details, but yeah, so just um, that. So yeah, growing up, we, we would do, I don't know, um, church every week. I would do um, New Directions was our local youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was on the leadership team for that when, when I was in middle school and high school. Um, so I got to help out with a lot of, you know, things that we would do as a, as yeah. a ministry um, yeah. with the kids of the, of the area. Yeah. So. I also um, just kind of speaking within the context of what we're going to be talking about today and everything. Uh, I think one of the biggest things that marks a huge difference between family life, which is really around what we're about as a church right now, which is growing community and family life and intimate house churches and everything like that. But also within the context of the, the blood family unit and everything, one of the mm-hmm. big differences that you experienced that I never really experienced as a kid was like, uh, and I know this ma- mainly due to the fact that it's so important to you that we do that when Ze- do this when Zeke comes into the world, which is having dinner at the dinner table yes. every night. No TV, no radio, <laughs> no nothing like that. Yeah. Um, so just talk about a little bit of how like that dynamic was, because it seems like from the outside looking in, being uh, your husband and everything, you had kind <laughs> of more of a very intimate family setting uh, than some people. Yes, I I would definitely say so for sure. And again, didn't realize that that was so much of a difference until, you know, probably meeting you, I guess. (laughs) I corrupted you. Yeah, basically. No. um, So we we would always eat dinner at a table, like he was saying, Um, every night. uh, We would we wouldn't really watch TV. I wouldn't say we wouldn't watch it a lot, um, but we were only allowed to watch it, you know, certain amounts of time kind of thing. And every Sunday night we would watch um, Touched by an Angel. (laughs) So that was that was something we would do as a family. And then we would, you know, you know, get showers, go to bed for Monday for school. But I'd like to say that's before my time. I don't even know what Touched by an Angel is. Oh, yeah, it was a show that was um, I mean, I guess you could kind of equivalent it to seventh heaven maybe gotcha but it was ma- mainly about like angels and situations and the angels would you know come down and interesting i don't know yeah <laughs> anyways if you know what touched by an angel is you know if not then no biggie but um but yeah so we would do that every sunday we would eat meals together in the kitchen at the kitchen table we didn't have a tv in the kitchen anyway so that helped um i honestly didn't even really watch tv while i ate until i um, would live on my own actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in college, you're in a cafeteria while you eat, unless you get it to go. But even then, yeah, wasn't really wasn't really a fan of watching TV while eating until until um we got together, and then I yeah. I would eat 
in front of the TV all the time. Yeah, and I guess that's a <laughs> that's a pretty good transition into just kind of where I'm coming from. Now, I've already had the opportunity several times to talk about my background uh, and where I've come from, um, but just as a quick kind of to the point thing, like I grew up in a broken family, so like pretty much my entire life, my dad was divorced twice before I even graduated high school. I think his second divorce was when I was like seventh or eighth grade uh, is when that ended up happening. So pretty much my entire life. Um, as a kid, I would spend time at my grandparents. Now, if we ever ate dinner, we did eat at a table there. Uh, but it was very like proper and to the point. My, my grandma's from Scotland, as many of you listeners know. And so she had a very like you had to have your silverware in a certain way. You had to, everybody had a designated seat. Uh, you really didn't talk and you were always like prim proper and etiquette was like very important. So like mm -hmm. elbows couldn't touch the table, stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, also one of the things that I always like to bring up is the fact that she, um, until I was probably 18, every time I ate at the table with my grandma, you always had to ask, Grandma may please be excused by the, from the table. And she would say, yes, you may, if, you, if she thought you, you could leave. But you could not leave the table until she said that. <laughs> it was not allowed. I love it. <laughs> and so um, I do have some etiquette and everything. I'm not just a monster that, like, <laughs> scoops food by the handful into my mouth and uh, with grease dripping from my lips or whatever, but, um, just to give a good visual. But, uh, other than that though, um, at my mom's house, my mom worked all, most of my life, like two jobs, usually in the morning, not, didn't get home till like four or five o'clock would make dinner really quick. And so we would watch seventh heaven or smallville or whatever was on like the WB and then became the CW after that at like that five, six, seven ish range, we would eat dinner together in that way but you like never talked about anything it was just like focused on the tv it wasn't like <laughs> how was your day or anything like that that wasn't yeah. types of conversations um and it was kind of like that at my dad's house too uh you just never really talked like there wasn't like uh, how was your day or anything like that kind of context throughout my entire life and just coming into the whole family situation i just um i mean i always grew up with a set of parents or my mom's boyfriends or whatever growing up that like I am very used to and keyed into fighting like I'm uh, either loudly shouting and abusive or uh, quiet and manipulative and poisonous like I, I key into those different types of things a lot uh, and very quickly uh, and it's just like even outside of my family context, just the people I've lived with and things like that, there's just been a consistent theme of uh, broken homes in my life that I've just been a part of in some way, shape or form. Um, and so coming into like this new uh, time and this expecting time with the baby coming and everything, just for me, I think me and you come at it very differently. Uh, mm -hmm. and I don't necessarily want to get into mine just yet. I kind of want to get your perspective uh, and just walking into this new part. Uh, I'm sure for you, it's extremely exciting and also stressful, uh, <laughs> like me a little bit and stuff like that. But just, and the fact that you like feel the thing rolling around <laughs> in your belly and stuff. He. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, just people come at babies differently. And that's kind of, I think, the heart and soul of this podcast 
today is that we just walk through life with all these experiences as children of God. And um, we like hey, for many years, we had this like cookie cutter understanding in church that we all should like experience same, things the same way and have the same type of life and all these different like white mm-hmm. picket fence, two kids, dog, cat, uh, like that type and of like <laughs> nuclear family. Yeah, that type of nuclear family situation. And so, um, Alyssa, where are you at uh, right now when it comes to just expecting a baby and things like that in life? Well, right now, um, I would say nervous is has been a lot of just worrying about things like what if this goes wrong or, you know, what if something happens or, you know, uh, worry about like SIDS and like, you know, making sure he, you know, stays alive and, um, you know, and even, even before that, just thinking about the childbirth, uh, like the labor and delivery and, you know, if any complications arise with that and everything. Um, so I, you know, have the worries about that. And I feel like that's pretty typical. I've, he- I've heard a lot of new moms um, or expecting moms with that same same worrying and processing. Um, but also excited because it's, you know, it's a change. It's something new. It's, um, you know, bringing life into this world and um, exciting to not have to worry about like, you know, getting out of breath, going up and down stairs anymore, or, <laughs> or, you know, having trouble picking things up and just getting, getting rid of this big round basketball yeah, of a belly. It was, it was pretty funny because my mom, <laughs> For Christmas, she, because she's a school teacher, at least that's what her degrees and stuff is like preschool age stuff. And so my mom, my entire life has always made these like really weird games around Christmas. Well, this Christmas, they were fun, but like sometimes it was weird. Sometimes it was uncomfortable, kind of just depended. But anyway, uh, she came up with this game this year where we were throwing like these toys into cups. And if you got them all, all three in a cup by the time limit and you won, you got like a $10 gift card, stuff like that. Uh, it was just like her version of being able to do like, uh, what is it? Um, stockings basically for like 15 to 20 people. And so, um, it was fun, but like you throw it and then you have to bend down and get it. And Alyssa decided to participate, which was really funny. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but, uh. Yeah, no. was, was I'll let of, you continue. That's was, just what I was, I was thinking. I was out of breath and trying to pick them up and had to, you know, whatever. Had yeah. to go bend down in a weird way, not like a normal way. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, just I'm excited, you know, for that part too. And just being able to see, um, you know, how how we're meant to be, you know, Ezekiel's parents and, and raise him up. Um, so just excited for that part, still nervous. Um, and I don't know, I guess that, that kind of sums up where I'm at, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Um, for me, it's a little different, I guess. Um, it's not worry as much as like the word that comes into mind so clearly to me all the time is vulnerable. Like I feel, Mm -hmm. feel a lot more vulnerable, um, than I ever have. And I mean, you hear it all the time about kids, about parents talking about their kids being like their heart, but outside their body. Um, and I'm really starting to like experience and feel that in in a lot of ways. Like I'm just, I'm just the type of guy that like, whenever 
I, I've always just been like the stop the bleeding kind of person whenever like there's any kind of like bad situation. I just think very logically, like what can I do and stuff like that. And it's just like in so many ways when it comes to babies, when it comes to kids in general, like there's a level of helplessness around that idea. And so I've just really had to like consciously remind myself. And it's just really been what God has been speaking in my heart over the past year, year and a half, just so powerfully, which is the fact that we can't do anything on our own. Um, so easily, I like in the past, I've tried to run to this, like, well, I can do this, I can do that. I can have all these different situations and have uh, the outcome that I want happen. But it's just like, we've seen and I've seen uh, not in my life, but in friends and people that I went to school with and stuff, what that type of like, uh, like helicopter parenting uh, does to a kid and his development and everything. And I don't want that for Zeke. Uh, but I also don't necessarily want him to experience what I experienced as a as a kid as well. And so there's just these different, like, I think when you come from like, uh, a home, like an, a normal home, normal situation, super loving together family, like you did, Alyssa, like, you, you may not think necessarily about all of the things that you like, don't want to do. Rather than like you look at like, well, my parents were successful. They raised three kids. They're all functioning, successful adults, like all these different things. Like in my mind, I'm just looking at like all the things that I saw that went wrong uh, as a child, uh, particularly around just like my dad, because he wasn't really around till I was in like middle school. And just like I have such a need in my mind around the fact that like Zeke needs a father, like a good father. And um that ultimately runs me straight smack dab into the bibles runs me straight smack dab into the face of god that he is the only good father and so i just have to remind myself i can't do this on my own um and i think that's just such an overarching message for any christian for any human really we like to try to grasp and control these situations and believe that we can um affect the outcome in some way shape or form but really just god has everything under control um and we say that really flippantly as a church um, and as Christians, I think, uh, not little C church, but big C church. Like you hear, like, just trust God. Um, he's got it all under control and it can just lose its uh, effect really quickly. Oh, for sure. Um, but that's just something that I've just really had to remind myself on and not just remind myself, but force myself to live that out. Uh, because you can tell yourself a whole bunch of times, I'm just going to trust God because he's got it all under control, but like, really, you're not (laughs) really, you're just like saying that, but you're doing all these other things to control the situation. And it may not necessarily be around the fact of like my parenthood and stuff up to this point, because in all honesty, I don't think there's really a whole lot I can do right now, at least other than just try to prepare the household and stuff, um, around that. But um just really learning that we can depend on people particularly the people of god that's something that has been really important to me and trying to foster um in my own life that i can be someone that's dependable um and also that i can depend on people that are dependable in my life and god's just blessed Alyssa and i so much and having so many people that care about us that love us many of you listeners um things like that uh, and so 
I don't know, just coming into it, I do feel, I still feel this itching urge of vulnerability. Um, but ultimately I'm starting to feel this peace. Um, but excitement isn't, and that's something that I did want to talk about. Excitement isn't really something that I'm experiencing right now. People keep telling me that I'll, I'll feel that joy and that excitement of parenthood and fatherhood when I hold Zeke for the first time. And maybe, I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> uh, because there's just so much in my mind that like, I just keep running to the, the logic game and stuff. So that's just kind of where I'm at with it. But um, I, th I think as we're coming to a close with the podcast today, uh, I want uh, particularly Sandy Phipps next time I, li I, I see you, I know you listen to this podcast every week. I want your opinion because me and Alyssa are in a uh, uh, locked in disagreement with a aspect of the baby room that we want to do. We talked about, and I will post a picture of the baby room on you on the Instagrams and any of you listeners uh, feel free to comment on the response at Wiltshire 152 or let me know in uh, Tuesday night groups. But uh, above the trees, I really want to put a Bible verse. Um, and I think it really goes in with this whole woodland theme. Uh, I know this is utterly ridiculous. We were super serious like five, 10 seconds ago. And now I'm talking about some some stuff and additions to the baby room, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I like input. So this is where we're at. Um, uh, the verse that I really like is Psalm 50 verses 10 through 11. Think again, this is like a woodland themed, uh, room. So it says for all the animals of the forests are mine and I own the cattle on a thousand Hills. I know every bird on the mountains and all the animals of the field are mine. And then, uh, verse 12, I'm going to paraphrase phrase because it kind of continues on that uh, and we only have so much room on the wall but it ends with saying and all the things on the earth are mine says the lord and so i'd really like that to be kind of the thing that goes over the thing but Alyssa thinks it's a little too serious so i need input um <laughs> from from others particularly i think uh some some praying women in the church that might change my opinion we'll see probably won't but we'll see <laughs> Alyssa, do you have any final comments uh, today for the the old City Saints podcast of the week? Um, not that I can think of. I mean, other than just, I know, like, obviously talking about being, being parents soon and with the worries and vulnerabilities and everything that comes with that, just, and I know you already mentioned it too, just how it's been, become so cliche with the church saying, um, you know, just trust God. But I mean, that's literally been what we've been talking about as a church for, you know, well over a year now, trust the Lord and do good. Mm -hmm. And just thinking about trusting him that, you know, he entrusted us um, to be become Zeke's parents and uh, just trusting that he knows what he's doing with that. He's got a plan and yep. just trying to um actually do that yep. <laughs> a little yeah. easier said than done but mm -hmm. yeah for me uh i really like particularly when it comes to this verse it reminds me of what you were saying it's just like the all things of the earth are mine says the lord um and it's kind of just like a reminder uh to me whenever i walk in the room and i see it that zeke really isn't mine uh he's the lord's the Lord has entrusted us with the time that we have with him. And in so many ways, the Lord has entrusted us with the time that we have on this earth to glorify his name, to praise him, to uh, deal with the resources that he's given us to 
come up with and use in a way that brings glory to his name and his name alone and just how much joy how much excitement that gives me and just the future that we have as a church and uh, the future that Zeke has and just being able to experience life and grow up in a community of faith that loves the Lord and seeks people uh, in their souls and eternity and just looking forward to that uh, aspect of life I am excited about um, and maybe casting some fishing poles going on some kind of trips with it and stuff. <laughs> I mean, let's All be right. honest, you'll probably end up putting the curse on the wall anyway, because you usually put what you want. <laughs> we'll see. That hurts my soul. How dare, how dare you? Uh, Alright, friends, family, and city saints, I hope you have a great, amazing uh, week ahead, and that you just go out and love this battle.